last time on Dice Funk. What any of the prominent Crown Corporation people looked like? Chairman Solomon Luna. So you know him. He's a, he's a lizard man in a suit. I'm gonna flip my mask of many faces. <laughs> I can cast Disguise Self at will without expending a spell slot. I'm gonna turn myself into that Luna boy. Causing it to open up and reveal a series of hooks, pins, and other components needed to do lockpicking inside of his forearm before he starts pulling them out. Hey guys, I know whose house this is. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, Skell then must be in the safe itself. So the payday of the Black Acre heist, the first one of this season, is more computers than Steve Jobs would know what to do with. The smell is Tensor's floating disc. It's just how do I want to reflavor that? Uh, he, it's he, a Beyblade! What was being used on the, the machine or the, the computer terminal that this skeleton was in front of? What if you could rewrite yourself? Solomon's assuaged my fears, and the alternatives are too old and simple to ignore. And the artwork Beatrice produced in the blink of an eye was staggering. This may be actually the first time I ever truly live. And Frank currently <laughs> has 500 pounds oh, of no. Skell's consciousness floating on a Beyblade. If we only take like part of his consciousness, he can't tell anyone what happened, so... We could simply ask him once we hook it back up. The white dragonborn draws his, his revolver and says, That's mighty strange, sir, because you just called me to come check on the house. And he points his revolver at your head. Corey in the house is an anime sort of, you know, subsector. When I get into Wait, like what? What? <laughs> I heard Corey in the house in anime. Oh no, we don't have time for this. We don't, we don't have time. We don't have time to explain this. Okay, don't have time. Not enough time to explain this. We got to move on. So, episode three. The audience may not be a hundred percent familiar with your our voices yet. So, I'm Austin Yorsky, dungeon master, narrator, NPC voices. I have with me, of course, Lauren, very sleepy. Hello, it's me. I play a cat DJ. Her name's Lenora. I don't know what else you want from me. You gotta throw it to somebody else. Oh, Chris! Hey, yeah, my name's Chris, and I play the professional wrestler Katarina Krakenbane. Captain Katarina Krakenbane. And over there is Lauren. Nope, we already did her. No, no, uh, no, wait, Laura. There we go. You guys can't have similar names. I know I've known you for like a year now. I apologize that we have such similar names. I will, you know, I will rectify this at once. But um, (laughs) I'm Laura. I play Frank, who is a wizard who uses basically Yu Gi Oh cards. Frank the Holodeck Wizard. I do like that this is like the first time in like. The whole time we've been recording together, somebody's done that, so... Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to pass it on as well, aren't I? Skitch! Hello. Uh, I'm Skitch, and I'll be playing Renee Eddy, the Warforged or Forged Rogue Sorcerer. And I have a feeling we are in a bit of trouble here, folks. Could you recap us a little bit here, Austin? Yeah, I mean, the audience heard the last time on Dice Funk thing I edit so meticulously for every part, but just in case you fell asleep during that, it's fine. 
I'm not offended. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. I don't take it personally. I'm not bitter. Uh, what last Lies. time? <laughs> you guys were robbing the Black Acre estate. You found a computer lab in the basement, which has a fortune's worth of qu- computer equipment. Uh, basically, 500 pounds of computers is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Although, I don't know if they're dollars in this setting. I was thinking of them as gold, but like they're, they're bills, but we call them gold because Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they're probably gold bills, so that's fine. The problem is that you also found a skeleton down there who had uploaded his consciousness into the computers and taking them away would leave his mind incomplete, which is kind of a moral quandary. Meanwhile, upstairs, Lenora, you were uh, keeping the drone busy that had access to the door and somehow tripped an alarm, which alerted a police officer who came in the front door, saw you hiding behind the couch and pointed a gun in your face. Oops. (laughs) this cop is a white dragonborn dragonborn for those who do not know are humanoid species which have dragon somewhere in their bloodline they're draconic humanoids no wings uh, and they have inherited the aspect of the dragon that they come from so there are two different kinds of dragons in DD: metallic and chromatic which means either they're named after a metal or named after a color Traditionally, being named after a color makes you evil. Being named after a metal makes you good. This is a white dragonborn. Draw your own conclusions. Uh, and this police officer pulls out a huge revolver. Just oh, It's too big. It's clearly overcompensating for something. And points it at your head, Lenora. And that's where we are. You're on the ground. You look like Solomon Luna, chairman of the Crown Corporation. But he knows you are not that person because that's who called him to come check on the house. Oops. So he's like, oh, you called me. So I'm going to be like, yes, I called you from inside the house because I heard somebody else in the house. I'm not even going to make you roll deception because he has information you do not. Damn it. That makes this lie just unsustainable. And so as he says this, he actually re- he fishes into his like shirt pocket next to his badge and he pulls out a bullet for the revolver, he whips open the uh, chamber with a flick of the wrist and puts the bullet into the chamber. You can see they're all empty except for the one now. And he gives it a spin and snaps it back in. And he says, you know, you could have gotten away with this if you hadn't been so greedy. One unauthorized access is one among many in a system. But repeatedly opening the safe with the boss's authorization while he's logged in at his house across town... Well, you had to know you throw up some red flags, right? Mm. You underestimate how bad I am at things. <laughs> That's possible. Uh, so here's how this is going to go. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. And every time you lie to me, I'm going to pull this trigger. And I hope for both of our sakes, you don't lie to me. Because if this goes off, neither of us get what we want. And that's no bueno. So please, cooperate with this interrogation. And he points the gun at your head again. Okay. Who are you? (laughs) All right. Downstairs in the vault room. (laughs) Uh, The three of you, (laughs) Renee, Eddie, Frank Westerly, and Captain Katarina Krakenbane, you guys have 500 pounds of computer equipment on a Beyblade. (laughs) And you also have a headless skeleton. (laughs) What are you guys up to? I thought we were putting the parts back, uh, the computer parts back where they were. You can do that. Yeah, just, just that's what Katarina's doing. Yeah, and Ed is helping. All right, so you guys are hurrying to hook up the computers. You do know something's going on upstairs. 
Um, but right now he, the cop does not know you are down here. So you have that going for you, which is nice. Um, you guys hook up the computers as fast as you can. And, um, so the way I've been visualizing it is if like a nice laptop, let's just, we're going to use nice round numbers is like a pound, let's say, and it's about like a thousand dollars worth. Therefore, 500 pounds of computer parts is $500,000, right? So half a million was your haul, basically, using, you know, very easy math numbers. And that that's a lot. That's like 500 computers to put back. So you guys are going to, it's going to take you longer to reassemble this than it is for Lenora to bluff her way out if she does so. Am I still under the effects of Expedious Retreat? Uh, Expeditious Retreat, also known as Gotta Go Fast, is a spell you cast in the last episode. Uh, yeah, so that makes everyone move very fast. That's good. Good catch. I I believe only I'm under the the effect of it. Uh, yeah, it allows it allows me to move at an incredible pace. So I am very quickly trying to put these computers back. Um, Ed is probably employing Mage Hand to take some of the smaller components and move them to one location while he's going to a different location. So I like this. Katarina, it was your idea to look at the computer itself and to investigate it. So why don't uh, you start helping out and then Frank starts zooming around. You run back over to the monitor and as it's reassembling, it doesn't have to be fully complete for you to get the information you want, but they're working on it. What do you, how do you interact with the computer? There's like a blank um, command line prompt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to type in hello. Um, okay. So you type in hello, hit enter, and the the word hello appears on the screen, and then under it, in a different color, appears the words hello. I will write, uh, my name is Kat, what is your name? Okay, we can just have this conversation now instead of talking about how we're typing everything, but you say- Okay. You say your name is Kat, it's, uh, Skell, S-K-E-L. Uh, how are you? Infinite. Ask the computer if it's called Skell because it died and it's a skeleton. <laughs> I'm going to ask the computer, can you help us, buddy? Dramatic pause. My good friend. <laughs> I tried it because, okay, that's a very interesting question because what Skell thinks of helping you is not necessarily what you think of as helping you. So actually what, what happens on the screen is uh, the words appear... I can teach you to transcend, but they're all like garbled and artifacted. And uh, have you ever seen that um, <laughs> that effect people put on like it comes <laughs> that text where it's like running down the page? Oh, the creepy text. Yeah, mm. like it's all garbled because that part of the system is damaged. But it doesn't seem like Skell means he can help you with the whole heist thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He thinks he can help you. It's just in a different way. He, he can help you by eating you into a computer, I think. Yeah. What are you doing what is your purpose inside of this machine? What is your purpose outside of this machine? To be awesome. Enter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, all right. So let's cut back to Lenora because I can't justify this having taken any more of the time. Lenora, he has a gun pointed at your face. This white dragonborn cop. And he says, who are you? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if this answer will get me shot or not. Mm hmm. I was going to say, a poor person. <laughs> it's not a lie. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, he nods and says, fair enough. Um, so first of all, I'm going to need you to sit up, get on your knees, cross your ankles, put your hands behind your head, elbows out. Can I try to sneakily do some magic while he's while I'm adjusting my body? 
Yeah, so there are things that let you stealthily cast spells as a sorcerer. You don't have any of that, so I can't give you any of that stuff for free. But if you want to cast magic and deal with the consequences, you can. Oh, I'm going to die this episode, aren't I? Oh, God. <laughs> Boy. Um, I'm going to try to cast Fey Presence. Okay. Um, And it's a wisdom saving throw. Uh, to do what? Explain the spell to the audience. Oh, it's um, if he fails, he is charmed or frightened until the end of my next turn. All right, so I'm going to make a wisdom saving throw. Is there a disadvantage if they're hostile? That usually is a rider on these things. Yeah, it's, a, it's an Archfey uh, feature. Yeah, it's specifically related to the fact that I have an Archfey patron. I don't see any disadvantage that is imposed by it. I'm going to roll this. What's your uh, DC? Uh, it is wee, 14. All right, so I think this might be our first saving throw of the season. Uh, I'm going to roll now. I have to beat 14. Oh, God. 13. Oh, thank God. All right. So what? describe what happens as you take on your fey presence. So what it specifically says in the book is that I project the, the beguiling and fearsome presence of the fey. Mm-hmm. So because, because my patron is buttery spirits, I'd like to imagine they're just really intimidating little drunk leprechauns. Yeah. This is the actual thing from mythology is a buttery spirit. First of all, buttery is not, does not refer to dairy products. That's the old timey word for like food and drink. Mm-hmm. That's where like we get the word butler from. Right. Um, so these are basically like party goblins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you project the image of being like what surrounded by cool party goblins. Yeah, basically. These raging fairies who are just like pounding shots and just like you're blasting music. And it's just like suddenly you're, you're a EDM show. Yeah, basically. Here's the thing, though, and I will take everybody's input, except for yours. You don't count, because you're in charge. I can tell you the correct answer here. <laughs> okay, Skitch, tell me. Char- charm is the one you want to take, because that they cannot attack you, and you have advantage on ability checks to interact socially with him while he's charmed. Bam, charming him. Skitch is the one to go to when it's like, how how do we play the game properly and do the smart thing in the gameplay? <laughs> yeah. How do we actually do it? <laughs> All right. So he asks you to get into like an arrest position, but instead you become Bonnaroo in front of him. And he pulls the gun up and aims it at the ceiling. Uh, doesn't fire it, but like yanks it up real quick so he doesn't shoot you because he's flabbergasted by what's happening. He's my best friend now. Well, that not quite. He, uh, with his other hand, he reaches up and he touches his badge that he has on his lapel and he clicks it like a button and it begins to glow. And he says, this is Inspector William Graves. I have one suspect at Blackacre, some kind of strange power. I'm going to need backup over. All right. I'm going to use message. Hopefully I'm close enough to send a message to Katarina. And I'm going to say, the cops are here. They got me. Fuck. But I charmed him. <laughs> I will quickly turn to uh, Ed and uh, Frank and just uh, shout over to them. One of you handle this thing, and she's gonna get out, uh, get out of the the computer chair and start heading upstairs, trying to be uh, quiet as best she can. Do you also uh, note uh, wrap up what you can because we may have to make a quick escape. Mm, yeah, this is coming to a head. When I see the scene. I want to try to sneak up and uh, use one of my water whips to essentially like wrench back his his gun arm and try to pull it in such a way that he has to like release his grip on the gun. Uh, all right. Sounds like you want to make a strength contest to disarm him. Okay. Dragonborns aren't strong, right? Dragons aren't generally considered <laughs> strong creatures, right? 
<laughs> yeah. All right. This is going to be fun. Here we go. Uh, now, we. this is both Chris and I are going to roll strength. Whoever gets higher wins. So here is Inspector William Graves is the name of this white dragonborn. Oh, no. 17. <sighs> All right. Come All on, right. strong, Let's strong go. wrestler. Huh? 18. Suck it. All right, so yeah, the karmic wheel has spun to the other side from last week when roll twenty was vindictive for some reason. Uh, you whip onto his wrist with his with your water whip, and you yank his arm back, and the revolver goes flying into the kitchen, and like slides under the refrigerator. Okay, I want to go after the gun. That's fun. Now let's make dex. That's going to be a dexterity contest as they both run towards the fridge and try to retrieve the gun. I got a 22 for my dexterity check, by the way. Six. Well, fuck you, you clumsy jerk. <laughs> All right, so you wrench you wrench the gun out of his hand, it slides across the room, and then you guys both go diving towards the fridge. What do you do to get the advantage? Because you crushed him, 22 to six. How does the flavor on that go? Uh, can I just mush his face and then use that to propel myself forward? <laughs> yeah, you springboard off his dome? Yeah, essentially. I want to mush his face with my foot as I use it to get me like a, a, a projectile leap off of. All right, wonderful. So you you slide across the linoleum. Your arm goes all the way into the fridge. You grab the revolver. It only has one bullet in it, but you have it now. I'm going to hold it up. Ah, fuck. All right, this is the part I didn't think through all the way. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no. Uh, What I'll do is I'm going to open up the chamber, and I'm going to take the bullet out. Okay, bold move. I, I I don't want firearms to have to come into this right now. Cool. So he stands up slowly because you just stepped on his face and he sees you do that. And he just regards you with like a steely gaze waiting for your next move. Uh, I'm going to try to look past him to see what uh, Lenora might be up to. If she has some sort of magical trick up her sleeve. Because all I could do is just hit him in the face with a bunch of stuff. (laughs) I'm going um, to try to use this cool new cantrip I took. It's called Toll the Dead. Okay. Uh, So... He has to another wisdom saving throw. All right. So explain to the audience what that is, because that's a cantrip from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. It's a new book. Basically, I make spooky bells like sound in their mind, and then they take necrotic damage. Uh, eighteen. So he passes. Damn. So you start blasting him with your cool magic music, and he turns and looks at you. And now his back is to you, Katarina. Uh, you didn't damage him though on a on a fail. No, I don't damage on a fail. All right, so, you, so you're playing music at him, and actually he's going to run over and try to tackle you to the ground. So, strength contest. Oh, no. How does 11? Yep. 22. All right, so he puts you in a, in a chokehold. He's putting, he's basically, he's putting uh, Lenora between himself and Katarina because you have a gun. And that's where we are now. What are you guys doing in the, in the computer room? Um... If no one's at the computer at the second, uh, Frank's going to run over and start typing some questions. Uh, first of which is going to be, is there any way we can disconnect any of these computers without ruining you? Instead of answering you, what happens next is a bunch of uh, ASCII art <laughs> appears on the monitor. I assume you guys are familiar. You've all been on GameFAQs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what, first you see a bunch of computers, just rudimentary like boxes with like little buttons on them. And then you see from these boxes uh, a long line, like a computer cord. Mm. And then those disappear. And then you see a Droney Maloney, 
a very like cute rudimentary smiley face with like little jets on it and a little gun mouth and then you see its eyes get x'd out and then you see the cord come onto the screen and plug into the droney maloney <gasps> so we could we could put you in the droney maloney and then <laughs> if these computers were to not be connected it'd be fine scale says to you on the monitor not enough room in the drone but the drone can broadcast i can be free free him right right uh what what state did we leave droney maloney in oh crap uh there's one in the tunnels and there are six on the lawn okay at the speed that frank is moving could frank just go run outside grab one and run back in without that being too obvious that that had happened you need to make a stealth skill check to get one without the other ones noticing, and then you would actually need to fight that one to disable it. Okay, what's my stealth? My stealth is plus three, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the stealth. Thirteen. All right. <laughs> so Frank, you're gonna leave the computer lab. You go up to the first floor. You see that <laughs> Inspector William Graves has Lenore in a headlock, and Katarina has a gun because the season is dope. And you just go out. The glass slide, the sliding door onto the lawn. You're just like, not my problem. And you can, with a 13, you can um, isolate one of them by like watching it. Like you've played Deus Ex or a thief or something. You just watch its its guard patterns and you figure out where you can ambush it. Yeah. Uh, but you are still going to have to fight it. So what do you do to take this guy down? Because you need to keep him intact enough that he can still be used to broadcast but in, disabled enough that he doesn't shoot you. My initial plan and like, tell me if this is a thing that can't be done is like, was just going to be to try and physically grab it and pull it with me. Like, not even try and fight it right now, to just drag it very quickly back. Throw a coat over it. It will send uh, an intruder alert to the other five, and then they will all converge on your position and shoot you to death. Okay, so I want to incapacitate it in some way before moving it. Right. Ed, do you want to talk to the computer more, or are you still assembling? Ed is going to type, what are, basically, what is your goal? I want to experience. If you wish to experience and be free, you need to call off the police if possible. I cannot broadcast. That is why I require the drone to set me free. There is no internet connection in this house because that's how corporate espionage happens in the cyberpunk future. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cast which one? I'm going to fa cast Firebolt. All right, so you're going to get advantage on that because you stealthed up behind it? Yeah, so I sneak I sneak up behind it, draw a card out the deck, summon a big purple, purple flaming dragon uh, that is going to make a ranged spell attack. Uh, on a hit, it takes 1d10 fire damage. 23, 17, so tw 23 on a, on a Firebolt. Yes, twenty three definitely hits. So, what what is this dragon? It's just a big purple dragon. It's it's a it's a big purple dragon, just sort of like the most over the top anime thing you can picture. It is just like spikes and flames all across it. It looks like some emo teen a teenager drew this up on the back of a napkin almost. Um, it's, it's like the the gritty makeover of Spyro. <laughs> yeah, this is this is Spyro's like mean, angry older brother. That's like you know. If you if you try and pet him because he looks cute, you'll you'll be bleeding. There's just blades everywhere. At uh, five. All right, so you did five damage as your uh, fire hits it in the back. It does not kill it in one shot. Let's roll initiative. 
real quick between Frank and Jeroni Maloney because it's going to try to spin around and shoot you, but you might have a time to get another attack off. So let's roll initiative. 18 on initiative. Six. All right, so I lost, which means you go again. If you kill it on this turn, it won't raise the alarm. Okay, so another d20 plus five. 24. That hits. And a d10, come on. Yep, that's for, yep. It had ten health, so you did twelve damage. Perfect. Okay. So, Sp- so Spyro w- slams him with purple flame. He spins around. The gun slides out of his mouth, and you give him another face full of purple flame, and he goes down smoking before he can raise the alarm. Does it appear to still be intact enough that I can run it back? Yeah, you didn't pierce it, so you haven't damaged any of its internal circuitry. Okay, so I'm gonna go sprint it back to the computer. Can I try to do something during this, during this hostage stare down situation? Oh, I hope you do. Okay, so I want to start slowly putting the bullet back in the gun. <laughs> and I'm just kind of locking eyes with the, with the dragonborn. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be like, oh, oh, the sun's getting real low there, big fella. You know, uh, don't want this situation getting bad. And I want to basically distract him by, you know, loading the gun and pointing it towards him. While at the same time, I want to create my water whips and I want to actually use the, the special move I have with them. Uh-huh. Uh, which is to create a whip that will shove or pull a creature to unbalance him. And I want to basically try to set up to use my uh, wrestling finisher move on him, if need be. <laughs> please, please. What do I roll to make this happen? Uh, you have to make a DC 14 dexterity check. I'm going to do disadvantage because you're faking him out with the gun, so he's not paying attention to your wrestling setup. Sweet. 20 and 16. Damn. All right. Uh... He's still he'll still take damage. Uh-huh. But I won't be able to pull him. You go to fake point the gun at him, then you whip him, and you try to yank him off of Lenora, but he holds his ground. So he would take half of twenty-three, so eleven damage. Alright, nice. So you you wrench his elbow in a really painful way. The second time. First you hit his wrist, now you hit his elbow. You're really <laughs> just messing up his shooting arm. He's pretty furious with you. And he says he says, You're only making this worse. Surrender right now, please. You really make you're making this a lot more paperwork on my end. Ed has heard some things upstairs and decides to step away from the computer for the moment. Um, and then he notices as he's exiting near the exit of the vault, he sees well, he sees the dragonborn, he sees Lenora, and the the back and forth he's having with Katarina. First, he basically enacts his own manipulation of time to increase his movement speed by ten feet for the current turn and runs out to stand directly behind the dragonborn. Once he gets there, he's going to immediately cast Sleep, and then teleport back 20 feet back to his hiding spot by invoking Deja Vu. So basically, he he moves swiftly behind the dragonborn, casts Sleep, which is a 5d8, 17 hit points. Not enough to put Graves to sleep. Yeah, I didn't roll good enough on that. So yeah, so you sneak up from the computer room, you use your time magic to get over to him quickly, you sleep on him quickly, and then get back quickly, but it doesn't uh, knock him out. I have a dangerous idea. That's my favorite kind. Can He's got me like in a headlock or whatever. Correct. Is there any way? Okay, so this may be a little unreaching. If I remember correctly, my newt newt buddy said that the drugs he gave me made him feel very strong. 
Yes, Rosen, the fire newt, gave you Equinox, street name Knox, a drug which said, which Rosen said made him, I keep using the wrong pronouns. Rosen is uh, non-binary. The, the direct quote was, I want to hug you in half. Can I get those drugs into my body while he has me in a chokehold? <laughs> Absolutely, especially because Eddie just came up and did a great distraction by hitting him with sleep magic. So yeah, you, his attention is away from you. Mm-hmm. It also might be very helpful to note that uh, Katarina has injured his arm twice now, so applying wrestling psychology, you should exploit that injured arm. Uh-huh. I guess the other thing is from Katarina's perspective, she just saw Ed run out quickly and then disappear as if it was like a figment of her imagination almost. And no one else in the party knows that you have time sorcery powers. So that's interesting. I would say, you know, the fact that he has sorcery in the first place, the fact he has magic in the first place should be absurdly weird because I don't think there's many forged warforged out there that are designed specifically to do magic. So yeah, this is incredibly weird. Uh, Lenora, you pop the Nox into your mouth and you have advantage on anything and everything you want to do from 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 now on. Yes. <laughs> Until it wears off and you in character and out don't know when that is. You feel here's the effects of this drug. It's instantaneous. You've tried a lot of drugs in your life and some of them can take forever to kick in. Hours. Uh this is like you feel it go down your throat and it's just on and the effect is not a hallucinogen. It's not even like a stimulant. You just feel pure in a way. Like most of your adult life, really all of your adult life, you've been on one substance or another, either caffeine, sugar, THC, something. You've had something in your system. This makes you feel just like clean and holy and powerful. And it's just, it's like nothing you've ever had. It doesn't even feel like a high. You just feel like a better Lenora. All right. Good shit. I want a strength contest. So is, is, is a message for this podcast, drugs are good, kids? Uh, is that is that, yes, it is. is that the implication here, Austin? Use them wisely, my children. I'm suspecting there's going to be a negative outcome down the line for this, perhaps. <laughs> to come down, like, really brutal, I have to sleep for, like, two days. Austin would never do that. No. <laughs> I feel really seen right now. All right, so you get advantage, and I'm actually going to get disadvantage. All right, I'm going to strength contest to get out. Seven. Fifteen. All right, what do you do? I just wiggle my way. I'm, I'm going to elbow him in the face. All right. You break his snout. Oh, I didn't mean to break his snout. He's trying to kill you. He's like. It actually surprises you because you don't know you're that powerful. You just give him an elbow. You think you're going to run away. And his <laughs> snout breaks like 45 degrees. You absolutely shatter his entire upper face. Can I use this opportunity to run up and give him my finisher regardless? Please. <laughs> All right. I want to run up and give him a diving knee to the face. No, his snout. Do that. Do that attack. And uh, crit fail. Damn it! <laughs> I overshot it. <laughs> I go into the fireplace. No, you actually do your finisher, and you accidentally hit Lenora. <laughs> oh no! No. Uh, it's low damage, thankfully, because it's not meant to actually hurt people. Immediately rolls max damage. Uh, it's just gonna be uh, five damage. All right, so uh, Lenora, you take two damage as you take half because you have a resistance to that, you find out. Uh, Actually, how does this happen, Katarina? So you have one water rip around his uh, elbow and you yank yourself towards him with a flying knee, but you aren't expecting uh, Lenora to extricate herself. So she comes flying in between you and accidentally hit her, but she shrugs it off. She totally no-sells it in wrestling parlance. Yeah, she Hulk Hogan's it. She's just like, what? No, brother, didn't do anything. But yeah, so... 
Inspector William Graves collapses to his knees, just absolutely gushing blood from his broken jaw. Jaws. Dragonborn are weird. They have a face. I'm sorry about your snout. At this point, you see his uh, badge flash, and uh, you hear a voice come on over it. Uh, it's a very rough, like gravelly, lizard folk voice, and it says, Take care of it, Graves. And it clicks off. I want to try. <laughs> okay, is it like a walkie-talkie badge? As far as you, you've seen police movies, you know it's basically, like, it is, yeah, kind of a walkie-talkie badge, yeah. Can I, like, approximate Graves' voice? I mean, he's still conscious. Can I kick him in the face a bunch until he's unconscious? Yeah, okay, so why don't you, you make a, a strength against my constitution if you want to knock him out. Okay. Okay. Wait, who is doing that? But I mean, all of you, you work together, a tag team, I've seen wrestling. 15. I got a 5. 20. I'm going to keep doing this. I mean, he can, he can resist as long as he wants, but I'm going to keep, like, butthole stopping that face until he goes out. <laughs> okay, I like this. So, Katarina and Laura uh, pile, dog pile onto this cop, <laughs> and you guys start trying to choke him out, and it's just the three of you just rolling around on the floor. All right, I'm going to do it again, too. Okay, so I'm not going to roll, because we could do this infinitely. Now, there's been no material change in circumstances, so there's no reason to re-roll necessarily. This is just an ongoing thing. But here's here's what's going to happen. You guys are eventually going to be able to choke him out, A, because you outnumber him, and B, because Lenora's on super drugs. Um, but it takes a, a long time, because I beat you in the roll. So you guys get blood everywhere. Uh, it's incredibly painful for him. It's protracted and loud. But you guys are going... It's it's going to work. But while that's happening, what do Frank Westerly and Renee Eddy do? So Frank's managed to get the the drone back to the the room with the computers, I'm assuming. Um he'll run over to the the computer and, and type in Right, I've 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 got one of the drones. What what do I need to do with it? You just see that the ASCII art comes back and it's just a cord. Uh you, it shows you where it is on the side of the computer and then it shows it running into the Droney Maloney with its eyes X'd out. Right, I run. I plug the cut of the cord into the Droney Maloney, and then it just uh, there's an ASCII art of a drone with a cord in it leaving a house. Ah, so I need to take the drone outside the house. Correct. Okay. Uh, Fr- Frank will grab the 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 drone and sort of question to it as if it's in there, and just go, "Are you are you in there? Are you in there?" <laughs> it is not in there. The drone cannot hold Scale's consciousness. It can only broadcast it. Okay, I go back to the computer and I'm like, Right, I'm ready to go take this thing outside, but when I do, me and my friends are in a bit of trouble. Once you are out of the house and, like, can you get this police, this whole police thing called off? Skell responds, Solomon cannot be dissuaded. Hmm. Are, are you sure you can't do anything to help us? And, uh, I, I don't know. Wipe, wipe the memory of the things in the uh, around here, or or tell them that you 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 you're totally fine and it's all right for us to be there or something. I can contact an ally. If that's the best you can do, fine. And I run the Droney Maloney outside. So, Frank, you take the Journey Maloney out and just onto the lawn, you just put it down, and it starts beeping and booping, and it's a smiley face, because uh, it's not just painted on, right? It's like, an, it's like a display, and so it makes like a weird, um, 
like surprised face basically <laughs> as it starts flashing brightly and it's hard to visualize this because it's all happening on computers that's why hacking movies usually suck because it just shows somebody sitting at a chair hitting buttons but what's happening is the data inside of the computers in the computer lab is being transmitted through the cord and then the drone is transmitting them to the internet which is where Skell's going to live from now on instead of in some computers in a basement and this is going to take a bit but you have successfully freed Skell from his prison. Uh, as soon as... Is there, like, an easy way for Frank to be able to tell back in the computer room, like, a definitive point of, like, okay, we can start disconnecting computers when when that moment happens to come? Yes, actually, there is. You go back down into the computer lab, you look at the monitor, and nothing's happening for a while. Uh, you're just looking at the monitor, and a another new poem appears on the mo- on the monitor. There has to be something worth saving in ourselves. In between the returning hunger that we adorn with ornaments and art, and train for years to fetishize and idolize, never leaving for good, always rumbling savagely behind sophisticated palates. In between the elaborate dances and courtships, the worn-out disguises and winding labyrinths we run, trying to find opportunities to smear our borrowed compounds and elements across each other's bodies for a moment of relief from only being neat. In between the hours at a time where the puppeteer decides that it simply has had quite enough of the world and retreats to a lukewarm, half-lit fog that it seems to have struggled so fiercely to escape. There are moments of greatness in our hands, kindness in our eyes, and it all seems worth it when somebody else sings along with you in that very specific way that suggests that everything has a place. But we are so tightly tied to sharp things, things that crowd up against us when we struggle that there is something vulnerable left to scratch at isn't as bad as it sounds. And when the end comes, it only means that there was still some grace attached to nothing but an awkward collection of rearranged ashes. And then it blinks off. As soon as we've got the all clear that, like, He's at that Skell is out. Um, Frank's gonna start rushing those computers back onto the Beyblade. And meanwhile, uh, Lenora and Katarina have successfully choke holded this cop into bloody unconsciousness, and he's on the floor now. His his mouth broken and his gun uh, taken. What do you guys do? Even though it doesn't actually choke people out, can it can it be still flavor wise written that I was putting him into figure four leg lock and that's how he got knocked unconscious? Cause I refused to let go even after he tapped. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's a meaningful wrestling sentence you said. So yes, because right, I don't sweet. actually know. You could say anything. You're like, what if I do the spaghetti pile driver into the lasagna? Head- <laughs> You're like, am I a pasta themed wrestler? Are you hungry, Austin? <laughs> Austin, those moves have been banned from the Wrestling and Food Federation for like at least three days, okay? So we can't talk about them anymore. Still legal in fighting foodie on, so. That is true. That is true. But that's a different league. Is that what Food Wars is about? I've never. 
No, Fighting Foodions was a very bad Fox Kids show. <laughs> I trust you. What do you guys do with this guy? I want to throw him in the fridge. No. No. <laughs> let me let me walk. Um, I've watched enough Payday to know that you gotta talk to him on the walkie-talkie. Payday, the video game. Yes. So I'm gonna try to beat him on the walkie-talkie and be like, "I've got it all under control, sir." Um. All right. That's going to be a performance. Oh, would you look at that? I'm proficient. You are a performer. Who knew? And I get advantage on everything. 21. Suck it. All right. So then you hear the gravelly voice of who you assume is Solomon Luna coming on over the badge walkie talkie. This is a weird universe. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just thought it would be be less complicated than him having like a bunch of different equipment on his utility belt like Batman or something. Um, And he says, good. Bring them to me. I'll be there ASAP. You're a sap. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. Um, all right. So you have successfully uh, tricked Solomon into thinking that you guys were neutralized. Um, and I'm going to do a thing because Lenar is not a bad person. She just doesn't want to go to jail. Um, I was going to roll medicine just to like wrap up his snout so he doesn't like bleed out. Okay. Yeah, medicine check. And I get advantage. 17. Yeah. Uh, you are able to set the uh breakage so that it's not going to heal warped like maybe he in a later session he'd come back and he'd have like a 45 degree mouth and he'd be like absolutely furious like two-faced style but now he's gonna have a scar and it's gonna he's gonna be mad but it's not gonna be like grotesque he's gonna be like wow these criminals fixed me what nice criminals they are well first things first i want to say i'm sorry lenora i think i accidentally caught you there a little bit during the scuffle it's okay. I feel amazing. Yeah, you look amazing. You look like you, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like you have advantage on everything. It's crazy. That's such a weird way to put it. But yeah, that's what it feels like. You all there? You you, you feeling all right? I'm so powerful. <laughs> all right, keep it together because we got to finish this. All right. Yeah, no, we're good. We got, we did the walkie talkie. I said a snout. I think I saw Frank run through here a minute ago. I don't fucking know, but I think it's good. All right. I want to run over to the sink and I want to basically, you know, tactfully use my clothes as a way to kind of like turn on the sink and basically try to wash my prints if there are any off the gun. What skill would this be? I think uh, sleight of hand to do uh, some of the crime scene cleanup. 16. You think you do a pretty good job. It would take a, a Sherlock okay. to trace you from here. So not impossible, but... I'm going to take... Um, eh, I guess I don't... No, I will take the bullet from the gun. Because bullets don't have serial numbers take or anything. Take the bullet touch your gun. The bullet touch your gun. Yeah, I'm going to take the bullet from the gun. So to be clear, you're keeping the gun? I'm not keeping the gun. I'm leaving the gun, but I'm taking the bullet. Got it. Understood. Just in case he wakes up, grabs the gun, he can't just shoot us in the back. <laughs> Good thinking. Unless he has more than one bullet. <laughs> At one point, Ed is going to head back up, and he doesn't know that the situation is all clear. And um, he, he might surprise the other two people by suddenly stepping out of the safe in a quick little pose, holding what looks to be a, uh, a handgun, 
just kind of points it out in general to the room before he relaxes and it's like, oh, it looks like looks like the situation here has calmed down a bit. I'm strong now. <laughs> uh, the at this point, the domestic drone floats over to you, Lenora, and says, "Chairman, would you like me to clean this mess up?" Oh, thank you, drone. Please do that. Uh, the drone floats over to uh, William Graves on the floor and just <laughs> <laughs> engages. Yeah, it engages its suction uh, attachment and just starts like. <laughs> on him <laughs> he's trying so hard it's, it's not effective he's shop vacking his clothes basically it's is this the same one that has security footage of some of us who weren't disguised or invisible correct yes this is the only thing that implicates you now okay so i assume frank is still busy loading up the beyblade probably you have it loaded now you guys are ready to go okay um Right, we still need to deal with this uh, this drone thing. Um, what? How are we going to do that? Can I throw it in the garbage disposal? Well, I was just... No, he's a good boy. No, fuck this drone! I was going to just ask him nicely. To erase the footage. As his boss. Uh, go for it. <laughs> you can. I just want you to know that if you use Solomon Luna's authorization again, it will send up another red flag that you guys are not neutralized. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, never mind. I guess we're gonna... Oh, but he was so helpful. No, he wasn't. He got you caught by the police. Because I fell and he wanted to help. <laughs> uh, this is Lauren talking, not Lenore. It's fine. <laughs> can I just stomp it into a flat pancake and break it? It's an unarmed civilian, statistically. So, yeah, you guys... I mean... Can I break it in half, then? Yes, you can. <sighs> Sweet. I'm going to do that if no one stops me. I mean, we need to kill this thing. Yeah, agreed. I, 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 I know it's been nice to us, but I think, I think we've got to do it. I want to wait for it to finish cleaning up the, uh, the crime <laughs> scene as much as it can, because that helps that's out. So mean. And then just, yeah, I'm going to rip it in half. We, we, could, we could just disable it, pull out the relevant data, and then just leave it disabled on the ground. Yeah. Do you know how to do that? What well, are you all to do that? I have advantage in everything. It would probably be Arcana. None of you have proficiency in technology stuff, as far as I'm aware. I did just roll a 16. Frank also has a 16, I suppose. All right, so we have a whole bunch of 16s. You guys have uh, more than a layman's understanding of technology. You guys have, you know, L uh, Lenora, you are familiar with, uh, you no know, DJing, computers, and all that kind of stuff. And Frank, you have, of course, the holographic technology of Holodeck. So you guys have a, a basic understanding, which would, you believe, allow you to open it up and pull out, like, its memory card. I would say you have, like, a 75% certainty that, that that's good enough. You can take its memory card if you want. I'm gonna pocket it. Okay. It's still alive. You didn't destroy its personality core or anything. Um, we should probably put something over its camera if we've... Oh, no, if he, if he can't save anything now, we're probably fine. There's a couple still outside, though. There's, what, two outside, I think? So, for this drone, you guys remove its memory card, but you don't kill it. And so it, it just looks over at you, uh, Lenore, and says, Did I do a good job? I'm very proud of you. Thank you. You can take a break now, son? Thank you, Chairman. And it floats away. What a, what a, what a good drone. <laughs> so do you guys want to make stealth checks to get past the dronies on the lawn? Yeah. That's if you want to go back down your holes. Do you, or you could just 
go in a different way and just walk off the property and try to navigate the streets with a Beyblade full of hardware. Yeah, considering how much valuable hardware we have with us, I'm thinking the holes are the right way to go. Holes are usually the right way to go. Um, Alright, so stealth checks. 14. 8. Uh, 18 for Frank. <laughs> uh, I am almost botched again on a stealth check here. All right, that's two successes, uh, which is half. So you guys succeed as a group. Uh, yep, you guys float uh, half a million dollars or half a million gold, which I have decided is now how this money is going to work, uh, in computer parts across the lawn on a floating metal disc, and you sneak back down into the hole. Do you guys close it behind you? Just like jam dirt back up in there or anything? Yeah. Yes, we jam dirt in the hole. Yeah. Sometimes that's how it be. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you just you just get dirt all up in that hole. <sighs> you t- oh you take precautions, but you, you know sometimes it happens. <laughs> um, and you guys are back down in the subway with your heist hall. Uh, now there is still the Droney Maloney down here hunting you. Uh, what are you guys going to do about that? I mean, I can just refresh my mask of many face, and we'll know. Then he'll know where we are. Never mind. Which way is it facing? Last time we were here, it was shooting off in the direction of the entrance to the tunnel. You guys don't know where. It could be anywhere down here. It's like the Predator. Okay. Uh, I think we should proceed down the tunnel, and the first chance we see to see it, uh, we're going to try to like stealthily get behind it and then break its face open. All right. Uh, perception checks. Group check to detect it before it detects you. Fourteen. Eight. 23. All right, so everybody succeeds, or like succeeds well enough. Um, so you guys come around a corner with your Beyblade trailing behind you, and you see uh, it is, <laughs> you see ahead of you uh, where the dirt tunnels that were lizard folk tunnels become concrete tunnels. Uh, you see Joni Maloney chasing a rat down the tunnel, shooting at it. it oh. Is it, <laughs> come back here, interloper. You have violated my space of protection. <laughs> That is a weird reaction to having a personal space violated. I hate to see that thing around a bunch of Italians. Speaking of oh, Italian. no, that you can't say that. What? I'm, an Ita- I'm Italian. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to make, I always like making that joke. Anyway. That's okay. Someone else, I'll, I'll just throw in some extra white people jokes. It'll balance out. There you go. Um. So what do you guys do? You see Joni. Can we sneak past him since he's distracted by the rat? Yeah, you guys can stealth again. Yeah. Uh, before we move further, Renee's gonna take a moment, pick up a p- pick up some of the dirt from the tunnel, and then snap his fingers to cast Long Strider on himself to increase his uh, movement, his walking speed for the next hour. Crit. Nice. Uh, twenty-one stealth. This is a great drug. And twenty-five. Twenty-one. Yes, we all do Every- good. Everyone, everyone rolled over twenty. <laughs> you guys didn't just do good. You nuclear struck this entire thing 21 21 25 and a 24 crit uh so you guys just walk past Johnny maloney as it chases a rat down a different <laughs> tunnel and you guys get out uh of the way you came in but because lenora crit uh you also get an opportunity to do something to distract the guard out there lenora what do you want to do there's a guy sitting in a booth i was gonna make you roll for it but you crit so this is a cool uh you just get to paint us a picture i'm gonna because i can Mm-hmm. I have one of my Eldritch invocations is Misty Visions, which means I can cast a silent image at will without expending a spell slot. Okay. 
So I'm just like gonna cast an image of like someone doing crime away from us. <laughs> okay. Well, could someone's just like there's a, a stereotypical old lady, a stereotypical mugger runs by and grabs her purse. Yeah, she's like, oh no, help! <laughs> well, no, she doesn't because it's silent. But okay, but the the security guard goes after that, and you guys just walk the other way. <laughs> yep. All right. So. What do you guys do after the heist to, first of all, where are you going to hide your stash? And second of all, what are you going to, like, go, where are you going to go? Uh, well, we need some place to hide it. Does anybody have a place that we can keep this place until some of the heat's off? I have an apartment, but it's small. I don't know if we've established what Frank's living situation is like. Now would be a good time. So, I like the thought that um, Frank did have a family, um, I think I've talked about this, who are no longer with him. Uh, so he's probably got enough room for a few people in a place, because it was a house that had a partner and kids for a while, so... Um, you know, I've, I've, I've got a bit of space in my place, if, if, if you want to if if hide out there for a bit and work out what we want to do. Tight. All right, so you guys want to take the drone? Uh, you guys want to take the Beyblade to Frank's house and stash it in like what used to be your kids' room? Yeah, we'll check it in the kids' bedroom. Sure. <laughs> All right, it's <laughs> mildly dark, but um, uh, so they're not dead. For the audience to be clear, you, you got you're separated from your partner. Uh, yeah, I did. I I think I I may have mentioned this in the in the first episode, but the um. The 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 idea I have for for Frank is that his um ex husband and two kids um basically left because Frank spent way too much money on holodeck cards uh kind of <laughs> kind of bankrupted the family a bit um it it was a case of like when his whole I'm doing magic while I play cards shtick stopped being enough to to win him games he was like, well, I've got to stay competitive, so I'll just buy a bunch of cards. And that kind of ruined his, his relationship a bit, because he spent more money than he should have done. All right, so you guys crushed your stealth check, so I'm not going to make you roll again. But can someone give me the flavor of you guys walking down the street with this hall that doesn't immediately draw police attention? Ed's going to use Minor Illusion to make the car, the thing look like it is a a basically a shopping cart from a grocery store filled with like trash <laughs> okay. as we're pushing along. We're good citizens. Or we're just un- unimportant. I was basically just going to try and disguise the loot as well, so go for it. Uh, we'd be probably going to spend multiple illusion spells to make it work. Yeah, and you guys ha- all have different illusions in mind, and they clash. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I, I want to make it look like a dragon. Um, no, 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 dra- no dragons. All right, so you guys push the uh, disguised loot over to Frank's house. You, uh, do you want to describe your house a little bit? So you, you take it inside. You put it in the the old kids' room. Uh, what is that? What's that scene look like? Um, I, I, I think, I think the kids' room has just kind of been left untouched like a, a lot of stuff was taken out of it when when his his ex left with the kids but what what was left behind has just kind of been un, untouched so like the, the skeleton of a kid's room is still there but without the without the sort of amount of things you would expect there for it to feel lived in and so you guys put the computer parts in the corner or you're gonna have to find 
a fence or something to make some money off of that. But that is downtime episode material, as well as level ups, which will happen next uh, episode. Is there anything you guys want to talk about now? Because it was revealed that Eddie has magic, which might be worth talking about. Uh, Katarina, or Lenora is still high. That might be worth talking about. Um, there's there's some stuff that happened if you guys want to debrief. Also, you uh, brutally battered a police officer. Um, yeah, guys, um, I, I don't know about you lot, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got, I'm glad we got through this, but, um, we did not do this cleanly, like, we, we picked what we thought was an easy target, and we almost killed an AI, we beat up a police officer, we got seen by security cameras, we had there was guns pulled on us um we are lucky that we did not get arrested today and like we 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 did it we got out all right um i'm not saying i don't want to do this again but if we do this again we need to be a hell of a lot better about how we do this cuz cuz we could have we could have majorly screwed up today but now we know because we didn't know anything before. But now we know things, right? I, I guess I was surprised at how underprepared we were. Usually, when I did a job like this, there was a a plan, a script. Everyone had roles that would take part in, like actors in a play. This was way too loose and free in order to be a reliable gig to run down. So. Hey, loose and free is how I do things. Yeah, that's how you do things. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you either get caught, dead, or both. Eh, YOLO. Can that be the name of the purple dragon, YOLO the dragon? (laughs) Oh my god, YOLO the dragon, yes. (laughs) You You wouldn't speak so freely about living once if you knew better. Don't harsh my buzz. I'm I'm gonna say one thing. Maybe don't get high mid robbery without like letting someone know. But if you got any left, I might not say no. Uh no, I only had the one. And also I usually don't get high during important things that are not music, but it just seemed like a good idea because I was in a chokehold. Mmm. I mean, it, it it won the day. Do, doing drugs saved everyone. Yeah, that is, that is fair, <sighs> but... Mm. You're welcome. Look, it was, uh, you know, it was a, a pretty cool experience and, uh, you know, would uh, definitely help out when we sell this up and split the cash, but uh, that, that's it. You were that's... so cool. <laughs> Thanks. You were too. Especially when you got high and uh, punched that guy's mouth uh, clean off almost. <laughs> oh, I didn't I didn't mean to punch his mouth off. I said it so his snout wasn't ruined. But uh, that's it for me. That's That got way too hot, way too quickly. Uh, I'll go with this and, uh, you know, good luck to you guys, but I'm out from here. Oh, you don't want to go get dinner? I'll buy. I'll take you up on that. She's gonna point to Frank and say, "You still owe me dinner, by the way." Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I that's fine. I still get you dinner, and that's all right. I look, I, I get not wanting to stick around with this. Like, is 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 my deal? I, uh, I, I really not got much to lose. So, same. <laughs> if any of you are still in, I'm, I'm in. 
I'm I'm in to do this again. Come on, Katarina. So as you guys try to bully Katarina into staying in the heist group, there is a knock on Frank's door. Uh, you guys go like just sit in the kit in the living room or something for a minute. I'll I'll be right back. I'm gonna start texting somebody. I play with her wig. Okay, actually, okay. So a lot of things are happening. Um, so. Katarina, you pull out your cell phone to text, and yeah. you see that your screen, uh, something has been loaded onto it uh, that you did not do. And in fact, everybody who checks their phone will find the same thing, which is that the internet is being bombarded with poetry. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys do this? What's going on? How do I get back to, how do I get to my messages? Yeah, mm. We might we might have let a poetry AI have free reign of the internet, and... Um... <sighs> I hope you all like poetry now. <laughs> so yeah, you log you, anytime you try to log onto the internet instead of your home page, you get a scale original, uh, such as this one. We learn too late that there are no blueprints. Nobody explains that we are hastily mashed together, ruined parts poured into misshapen molds made to hold water and bear weight in blizzards and deserts for crowds and in solitude. It isn't until after much use, covered in cracks, leaking and crumbling, that we discover our parents were blind architects, confused engineers scrambling around in the soil trying to make real people out of us. By the time we know there are no instructions, we are already buzzing, colliding against the wind and sun, seething power and lifting and climbing, holding some arch or buttress in a confusing and messy, fleshy skyscraper that roils and plucks its way across the world, each hoping that today is not the day that we burst and gurgle and discover that we were designed to break. Uh, while this is going on, Frank's gonna go answer the door. Yeah, everyone else is like, what did we do? What did we do to the internet? And this <laughs> is Frank, you go and open your door, and standing on your doorstep is... Well, there are two things. One is a... <laughs> I can't believe I did this. One is a brown bear. Oh, Okay. Just a full-on bear, and it has a uh, chain leash, and the person holding it is... How to describe this person? The Roll20 icon, I I wanted to use David Bowie or Janelle Monet. I couldn't find a picture that I liked, so I used the woman from Eurythmics. <laughs> Are you guys familiar? Annie, Annie Lennox? Lennox? Annie Lennox? Oh my god, okay, Annie Lennox with a bear on a chain. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is the best that's ever happened. This character uses both male and female pronouns. Uh, it's a gender queer character, and this person who has a bear on a chain leash holds out a hand to you and says, "Beatrice Beauregard, charmed, I'm sure." Oh, charmed is a good word for it. Um, you, um, I'm assuming uh, a wonderful little poetry I sent you. Yes. You managed to piss Solomon off all by yourself then, or are there more? Uh, I'm, I'm not alone in this. Um, uh, come in, come in. Um, Way to blow our cover! 
Uh, the, yeah, she walks into your house, the bear leading the way. It's it, it snarfs at you. Um, right, everyone. Before I put that poet Ray on the internet, he said he was gonna he was gonna get us some kind of ally. He was gonna find an ally, and the ally has shown up. <laughs> why? Why? Tell me why. Can I pet the bear? Uh, animal handling. You're still high with advantage, so you're very good at petting animals. <laughs> crit! I crit to pet the bear! <laughs> we snuggle! Oh, Anyone who says D&D isn't a good game doesn't know what they're talking about. You just crit to pet a bear. Um, yeah, you get a, a big old uh, handful of bear and you just start petting on it and it's- Do I get a bear hug? You get a bear Yeah, it's exquisite. This bear loves you immediately. You guys are BFFs uh, on the spot. Um, and Beatrice says, oh, bird usually doesn't like people. Weird. I'm a cat. <laughs> and bird is a bear. That's why he likes me, fur. Yeah, hey, um, I, I guess, hello, who are you and what, what, what are you? I, I know you're here as an ally, but what, what, what's your deal? How did you know Skell? Skell was, is? Was or is, it's not clear to me, a board member for the Crown Corporation. And so am I. Oh no! Oh no, the fuzz! <laughs> I'm gonna hide in the bear. I'm gonna try and hide in the bear's fur. I'm guessing then, if you're here and you haven't sent the police after us, then that you guys don't necessarily uh, agree with Solomon? You don't make it onto the Crown Corporation Board of Directors unless you have a very strong, persuasive vision of the world. <laughs> so, I would like to share mine with you. Or, I suppose we could just let Solomon hunt down your friends and family, torture them for information to where you are, close in around you, and then, I don't know, sell your organs? Fine, explain it. Fuck, it feels I like mean, we're walking on broken glass over here. <laughs> Everyone, Chris is trying to make music jokes. Hold on. I'm trying to get them in here. God damn it. I'm sorry. It's I'm a love sorry. song for a vampire. Uh, uh, what? What? <laughs> it's all analytics songs. <laughs> See, as much as I love your analytics references there, I do quite like the thought of just the entire group of people who stumbled into like, yeah, let's just do one crime all talking over each other because, oh God, what did we do? <laughs> I didn't really describe the way Beatrice is dressed because we all got off on that Annie Lennox tangent. But real quick, uh, picture a short men's haircut, dyed orange, uh, just extraordinarily fancy dress, like tuxedo right now, leather gloves. Looks like they're going to like a gala or a ball or I don't know, <laughs> some kind of social event, which you can only say in French, something like that. Like... Like, they obviously would have looked out of place walking down the street in South Valentine. The only thing that's missing is a top hat, and if you ever have another scene with this character, they will almost certainly be wearing a top hat. So that's the image you should have in your mind right now. I want to touch the suit and be like, the craftsmanship. So, as, as enticing as being carted off and killed is, please, indulge us with your vision. So Beatrice, who you may, may remember that name from... Uh, other things in this show says to you all so you are thieves correct? we are now yeah we, 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 <laughs> I was, guess we now are it was like a one time 
like a one-time thing. Like a one-time yeah, this, this score would have been enough, but but mm, things rarely go that way. Why is that relevant? Because I have an idea of how we can proceed. Because I have something that I would be interested in acquiring if you had the skills to do so. Skills, maybe not. Luck, probably <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm assuming the target is a rival corporation or something that threatens the Crown Corporation. Nothing threatens the Crown Corporation, honey. <laughs> That's a childish notion. No, the board members, we each have our rivalries, our one-upsmanships, our little games. It's a, a pastime among us, really, to try to see who can maximize their profit over one another's divisions. What it comes down to is I want you to steal something of Solomon's. Tight. Okay, if it if it if it helps this not be an eternal situation I'm in. You only all of us though. Surely like three people's like enough. Like that seems like the ideal number when you think about it. think about the rule of threes. That's a thing that exists, you know? Come on. There's the three stooges there were three good Rocky movies. All of the best. Crime, buddy, crime, buddy, crime, buddy, crime, buddy, crime, <laughs> buddy. We made such a good team. The way these interdepartmental games work, we don't go around robbing each other, <laughs> blowing up each other's shipments, sabotaging each other's factories. That's low brow. That's low class. <laughs> we use intermediaries. His team's steal my secrets, my teams, improve on his formulas, so on and so forth. You are free to walk away, young lady, uh, but you will do so without my protection. However, if you work for me, then you all, you're as good as Crown Corporation employees. Do we get paid like Crown Corporation employees? Absolutely not. (laughs) Do we... Get to not have our friends and family tracked down and be on the run because we did one crime once. Yes, that would be hardly sporting if Solomon could arrest all of my agents. Okay. Do we get some money? You can keep what you steal that I do not want. Deal. I'm in. I don't know about y'all, but I'm in. The more you talk about this, the more this sounds like a pretty good deal. I'm, I'm, I know I keep saying this. I'm in. I'm in. So, like, if we agree to do this, and there are no repercussions <laughs> from from doing this to our normal daily lives, you know, like explicitly our day jobs. Mm. Not only will this have no effect on your day jobs, but your day jobs will actually be invaluable. I think covers are necessary in times like this. Fuck, I'm in. Yeah, come on, you're in. Yes. Ugh. I have to be honest. I recognized you as soon as I laid eyes on you, Katerina. I'm familiar with your work. Did you recognize me? No. <laughs> it's always good to meet a fan? Oh, n- not a fan. I was scouting a location, as it were. I feel like I know where you're going with this. Uh huh. And I fucking hate you. <laughs> Why, where do you think I'm going with this, sweetie? Is it a particular venue? 
Yes. One that maybe hosts regular pro wrestling uh, events. Yes. One that I happen to wrestle at. Yes. And that's the next target. Yes. I fucking hate you. She's just gonna go like head off and start texting something on her phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Is she is she always like that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's only known her for like a day. But that whole day has been pretty much this. She saved me. That's nice. There are targets all over both North and South Valentine that I'm interested in. But I think your group is particularly suited to steal something from Solomon. Uh, To be more specific, there is a championship belt (laughs) that is going to be awarded very soon. And (laughs) I think it would be wonderful if it disappeared and then I showed up to the next board meeting wearing it. Don't you think that would be delightful? (laughs) That would be a baller move. Seems like a simple enough job. Of course, if we're going to be doing this, any information will be useful to leverage an advantage. I could see why you were interested in Katarina in particular, given, well, her familiarity with the location. Well, you all have a week to decompress, put your affairs in order, look at a blueprint or two, maybe. I can provide some information, but at the end of the day, I trust that you all will, by hook, crook, or bumbling straight through a playing <laughs> pane glass window, figure out some way to get it done. I'm good at bumbling. I'm sure you are, dear. I'm going to pet the bear again. Yeah, know that you and the bear are, have basically been having your own side interaction this whole time. I love that bear. Before, before we go, I, I've been meaning to ask, what's up with the magic noise machine? <laughs> Uh, Ed just like stares daggers right back at. Uh, Does he look into the camera like he's in the office? No, no. <laughs> he just stares daggers right back at Frank. I mean, Beatrice waves a hand at Eddie and casts detect magic, and she sees that you're very magical, and she says, "Huh? How queer." Same. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's good. <laughs> Although, not really my concern. Uh, she, go- she goes to turn to walk away and then turns back and she holds out a hand. And she says, you can call me Bo, by the way. Can I keep the bear? Absolutely not. <laughs> can I visit him? Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing each other again. Sweet. Um, does anybody take her hand? She's trying to offer it to somebody. I do. I'm going to shake it. All right. Uh, the bear uh, <laughs> affectionately like like jumps up on you. Lenora. Oh no, he's so he's big. He's very big, but you're on drugs, so it's fine. Frank is gonna fist bump the side of the handshake. <laughs> okay, that's exquisite. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, and, and Bo turns on their heel and makes towards the door, pulling Bird, the bear, behind them. And actually, what's interesting is they cross over the threshold and they're gone. Whoa. Bo does not close the door behind them. Did y'all see that, or am I higher than I thought? Yes. Yes. I think both are probably true. <laughs> no, the answer to that question is just yes. Yes. Yes.
All right, so we're going to do the credits for December 2017 for season four of Dice Funk. I'm just going to do the music credits real quick. We did New Jack Mantle, an arrangement of the mantle from Nights into Dreams. We did Music of Funk, an arrangement of Stage One Gotham City from Batman for the NES. And Linear Groove, an arrangement of A-type and B-type from Tetris. Those are the songs I used. I bet they're cool. What else did we do during this part? I guess we talk about uh, where people can support the show at. I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. Chris is at patreon.com slash weekly manga recap. Laura is at kotaku.co.uk. Where are you? Where are you? I'm Wargalicious on Twitter. So you're just telling people to bother you on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. Hit me up, folks. And sketches at sketch.bandcamp.com. That's where music happens. I feel like we don't ever talk about the fact that he did like the nostalgia critic theme, which is like a pretty big deal on the internet, and it's just never come up in 120 episodes. No, Sketch is like the fanciest boy. He's basically highfalutin. Like on the scale of fanciness, Sketch is probably at the top, and I'm at the bottom. Yeah, but that's where all the raccoons and stuff are, so. Yes, and I, my. Roll around in the garbage with them. Trash Palace. Yes. My house. Um, So we're also on a bunch of other stuff. iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, YouTube. There's so many places you can listen to the show, and all of them you should comment and like and subscribe and rate and... Are we on MySpace? I feel like we need to get on MySpace. It's gonna make a, it's gonna make a big comeback. Is that still a thing? It has to be. Oh God! Oh, embarrassing MySpace. MySpace. My my gaze. I don't know. <laughs> Your gaze? Um. No, MySpace was embarrassing. I'm pretty sure I still have like a like an anime role play one I had in fucking middle school somewhere. That explains a lot. Am I ashamed? Yes. <laughs> is that everything i start crediting now you want to start crediting now we have a list of names here everybody who helped the show exist in december and i'm gonna start reading and then you can read and or you want to start and i can we can trade sure let's get a back and forth going all right so i'm just gonna start now uh first of all thank you kerstine haslinger for a mom <laughs> so wait, are you commenting or are you gonna read the second one joseph tombrello hi Jade. Hi, Jade. Brent. Hi, Brent. This is untenable. <laughs> I can't comment on every name. Okay, I need to stop. Okay. The Cult of Gorfanax. Paul Mullen. Dr. Goatman. I'd let him be my doctor. I trust goats. Not qualified. Irving T. Royale. Andrew Grothen. Levi the Young. Kevin Dobbins. Anthony Sever. Morgan Rapp. Einar Johansson. Carter Rayner. Major Tim. Matthew Hare. <laughs> Jorgen Weinwick Ford. Josie Gaze. Razumi Yazura. Albert West. Jason. Ken Fersel. Eleanor Nanante Sees. Periton? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scott Cummings. Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. Juman Jack. Gwillem Evans. Melly Tish. George Soros. <laughs> it's going to get you every month, isn't it? It is. Arjun DeConing. Grimlock. John Potts. Dawson Parr. Noah Sudret. Zephosaurus. Elderly Goose. Salad Child. Seraph Stone. Thorsten Gross. Devin Smith. Caster UK. Aki Savalainen. 
The Paladin's Wife. Florian H. Amanda Linetti. Junk 2.0. The Hat Sales. Dominic Bowden. Melissa Nielsen. Don. Eugene T. I like that. T-E-A. Good job, Eugene. <laughs> Connor Reynolds. Pruitt Holcomb. Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Bristol. Francois V. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> Shayness? Dennis Pancake Tetlipson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bengtson. Josh Mosier. Indigo Vandane. Allison Ansel. Sydney Marsing. Just a jester. Savarden Akrasimova. Uh, <laughs> I'm bad at things. I'm sorry, everyone whose names are ruined. Brady Warner. Kitty Foe. James Neely. Marissa Donaldson. Melanie Joe. Lana Seawolf. Lana. Lana. I'm sorry. Toby Gleason Stack. Matthew Weber. Sarah Hanley. Melissa Booker. Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna Stolfar. Sean, the host of Funk Dunk Plays. Harrison Andrew. Kevin Zidlow. Zidlow? Christopher Charlow. Jorrit. Vigor Arnston. Cody Jackson. August Rue. Whew. I'm sorry, everybody. By the time we're done with the show, I'm going to have roughly 100,000 different takes of you apologizing. I'm going to be able to fill a library with only MP3s of you saying you're sorry. That sounds really on brand for me. It is relatable. It, it was Somebody was like, what is, what, is, what is Lauren about? You just hand them the 100 hours of apologizing? Being tired, being sleepy, apologizing, and also pretending to be a gay cat. Uh, I only have to pretend with the cat part. Wait, which part's pretend? The, the cat parts? The cat part. Yeah, because I'm not a real cat, but I am real gay. <laughs>